TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 381, and I am Libya, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, I'm Greg, TV enthusiast from St. Louis. Hi, I'm David in Los Angeles. I work in post-production. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. All right, thanks, guys. I appreciate your return. Uh, let's start off with the news, if we can call it news. I figure if everyone in the world knows about it, it's not really news anymore. But uh, for the one person under a rock who hasn't heard, uh, Roseanne has been canceled after its first season where it got the highest rated ratings that uh, ABC's ever seen. But it was canceled because Rose- Roseanne Barr, uh, shock, is a racist, for those who didn't know. <laughs> uh, what a surprise. This is know. my shock face. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, uh, what, what, what happened to people like saying bad things and then going to rehab for a week and then coming back? Going to rehab for being a yeah. racist? I don't think there yeah, is a rehab Yeah, you remember like, people, would, people would say like misogynist things, and then they're like, oh, I'm going to rehab, and then they come back for uh, after a week, and people would go, oh, you're forgiven now. I don't recall such a time <laughs> period. I do remember people going to rehab for actual, you know, rehab things where they were drunk, or they were like, they did something while they were drunk or high or whatever. Though I guess her Ambien thing, she could say she needs to go to rehab for Ambien. I have to say, all those memes... I really love the reply from the manufacturer oh, yeah. of Ambien. That was just priceless. There's yeah. a lot of side effects that this has, but racism <laughs> isn't one of them. It's fantastic. And the did one you, piece... Did you see the, did you see the uh, uh, Michael Moore uh, response or whatever? I, 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 there were 5,000 responses. I, no, I, didn't, I missed that. Okay. Are you going to tell us or leave us in suspense? Oh, uh, he was... <laughs> Very sympathetic to her as a as a human being, but said, you know, she was uh, uh, it was definitely something that, uh, you know, should not have been. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember what it said. Oh, <laughs> Never mind. Lord. Seriously. <laughs> I was hoping you had seen it. That's why I mentioned it. So. <laughs> it's like the end of you know a lot of movies. I just forget what it was. Watch it again. You are useless. All right. The piece of news that most most people probably don't know though is now um, ABC is in talks to do a spinoff. So it will be uh, oh, without her. Ca- yeah, without her. So they're looking at they they want the writers and the executive producer to come in and pitch them an idea of a spinoff. So they're trying to not completely lose all their money, I guess. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, next piece of news I have is Heather's has been scrapped at Paramount, even though they've, I, I think they filmed the whole first season and Paramount has decided not to air it. And so now they're shopping it to other networks uh, mm. for, for the people who are excited about the idea of the Heather's. Um, Imposters has been canceled at Bravo. Um, because apparently Bravo has not because of ratings, but because Bravo wants to redefine its brand of scripted shows, and they don't think that Imposters is the direction they want to go. Mm. Uh, okay. So that sucks for them. Uh, Legion has been renewed for season three at FX. 
uh, Kelsey Grammer has been cast in Fox's new drama, uh, Proven Innocent, and he's replacing James Darcy something. I forgot his last name. Um, which I don't think they're even close in age, if I remember the... Oh, Brian no, Darcy very... James. I think oh. that's his name. Um, so he's replacing that actor in the middle of production. But I like uh, Kelsey Graham, Grammer, so... Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Alfonso Herrera uh, from The Exorcist uh, that got, just got recently canceled has now joined the cast of Queen of the South. So if you want to see Father Thomas, you got to go watch Queen of the South. Mm. And the heartbreaking news for me this week is that Andrew Lincoln has announced that this season, not even this season, the first part of the season is his last season on The Walking Dead. He is only scheduled to do six episodes out of the eight in the first. I totally saw that coming. I saw it. I figured he was going to finish a season. I didn't figure he was going to be like, I'll only be in a couple in the middle of this. Like, I didn't see that coming. But I did see that he wasn't going to be in The Walking Dead forever. Like, I figured into season nine, into season 10, and then he'd be out. But this just kind of came as like, they're in the middle of shoot. Like, I figured we would have heard or not heard. It's actually really surprising that considering how The Walking Dead tries to keep secrets it's really surprising that they made the announcement before he's even finished. They're only shooting up to episode three. They're shooting episode three right now. And that he made the announcement now before they even got to his, the end of his episodes is really surprising to me, but that's because he was like, I quit. It's really kind of a shame. I wish that they would just end it with his character. I leaving agree. Ending. I agree. Because I mean, it's been since the beginning about Rick and his family and he's the first character we saw. He's the one we're supposed to be invested in. And I know that they're not going to end it because it's a gravy train, but it, it's just kind of a shame. I don't think it's going to be really about, much of anything anymore i won't know because uh i will be done with the walking dead on his last episode so either well okay here's my thing if they kill i'm gonna have other people watch the show first like the internet and you know people and uh (laughs) internet will watch the the internet will watch the last episode he's supposed to be in and if he gets killed i'm not watching that episode uh if they ended and not kill him, then I'll watch it. And then that will be the last episode I see. If not, the episode before will be the last episode that I see. <laughs> but either well, way, my... I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Walking dead. will only have at most eight more episodes for me. Well, see, my theory is that, okay, we already see at the end of last season that Lauren, Lauren Cohen's character, Maggie is, you know, not only mad at Rick, but also mad at Michonne. Um, so and... you think Maggie's going to kill them both? No, 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 no. No, I just think that she, because she's kind of in charge of the whole Hilltop thing, I think she's going to probably banish them in some way where they kind of leave the show. Because I can't see Michonne kind of staying on. And also Rick, of course, has to take uh, Judith. And so I can kind of see them being banished or something going somewhere else um, with an opportunity to reappear as guest stars, just not as regulars on the show. Um, well, and then of course, you know, Lauren Cohen, who's, who's going to say, she's going she, to she's she's be leaving too. So yeah, she's that's leaving a too. whole well, chunk of, 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 you know, main cast members exactly. that are going to suddenly disappear. Exactly. Yeah. And that's got to set up, uh, uh, 
uh, Norman Reedus's character to, I guess, take over uh, since uh, they just gave him a large uh, chunk of money to stay. Yeah. A large chunk of money is an understatement. They paid him $20 million, which is double Andrew Lincoln's salary that he was wow. making before. Crazy. Um, and Andrew Lincoln was making half a million dollars per episode before. And now uh, Norman Reedus will be making over a million dollars per episode because they, they shoot 16 episodes and he's going to be making $20 million for the season. So that's over a million per episode, uh, which is a complete waste of money because uh, Norman Reedus has, what, five lines per episode? You know, like he's not a leading man. I feel like the people at AMC don't realize how not a leading man he is. Except that he's got a huge following. I mean, I personally don't understand. I like Norman Reedus and I like the character, but I, I don't understand the fixation on Daryl that a lot of people do have. And a lot of people do have it. He's, you know, I mean, sort of obsessively adored by, by a pretty f- fair contingent of the fandom. That's true. So we'll see how big of a rating drop it has. Uh I guess it's one of those things where you only talk to people that are in your group. So all the people that I talk to have all said they're going to be done, but I hang out with the Rick fans. So, <laughs> so it's not a fair look at, you know, the entire fandom. So I have no idea what's going to happen, but they're going to lose. I think they're going to lose more than they anticipate of uh, the fandom. Um, but we'll see what those numbers are. Their numbers have already dropped to season one levels. So mm-hmm. if the numbers are already that low, that's not good. Anyway, let's move on. Because apparently Andrew Lincoln is moving on. Um, <laughs> let's move on to the shows. First up, we'll talk about Westworld. And this episode was mainly focused on Maeve and her hunt for her daughter. And... uh what was really interesting is her powers have done nothing but grow. Like it's really kind of cool. Um, and there, the moment, like, I don't know why she didn't think that her daughter would have a new mother because I thought that too. I was like, they're not going to leave this little girl in the middle of the wilderness by herself. Like, why would they do that? Uh, so she was all shocked when there was like a new mother there. And I was like, uh, why would you not have anticipated this? Well, are there multiple copies? I thought it would be like a copy of her. No, 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 no. But like when they replaced, uh, Dolores's father, they replaced him with a new dude. Um, and it was just a different guy that was her father that had the same program. So Mm -hmm. they replaced Maeve with a similar looking woman who just had her same programming for that scenario. Yeah, it, was, it was, it was weird to me when she, it was like, I was thinking she was going to find her girl, her little girl in a, you know, group of, of hosts, not just by herself out in the, in the field. And no, the, but and... that was the, the scenario that she did with her daughter over and over again. That was the house that they came from. And they, that's the house they died in a million times. Right. But by her, was it separate from everything else? Yeah. No, there was no community. Yeah. That was the scenario. Well, then, then that would be weird to think that she was just sitting there waiting around or getting dusty or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I thought that it was that her surprise at seeing her daughter have a, a new mother. She was like, 
who are you? I can't believe that they replaced me. And I was like, of course they did. Because that's the, yeah, that's she, the, the, the storyline. And when she ran away, she didn't save the mother. She just nope. took the daughter and ran. <laughs> she, she had no interest <laughs> in saving the mom. She didn't know that chick. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that that was really cool. Except that I also don't know why she didn't use her powers to control those guys. And I think part of it is her inherent fear of them is like a leftover factor from the million right, times right. she had those yeah, it's like a PTSD attacks. kind of situation. Right. Yeah, she kept having those flashbacks about what was, being what was, attacked. Yeah, I think what was interesting also was the the leader of the Ghost Nation when they had their conversation together, he didn't he wasn't interested in killing her. He's he said to her we're traveling down the same path and she rejected that, but I'm just interested in what the Ghost Nation now thinks that path happens to be i mean how have they been affected because clearly they have but not in the same way that other groups of of robots have been right so i'm I'm interested to see what's going on with them specifically is it is it supposed to be that all of them are uh awake except not not all not all Um, in fact dolores is very she's very eager to to just kill any robot that that is not awake she doesn't seem to have much regard yeah, but so, so, I'd say about like ten to fifteen percent of the robots have woken up, woken up, have woken up, and then the rest awakened. Of them, oh, there we go, and the rest of them, you know, but they're not woke. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, David. Okay, uh, and then the rest of them, you, they, I feel like they can be pushed into the knowledge and waking up, and some of them reject it. And right. um, so, yeah, that's why well, you got the carnage. She, she was talking. She was talking to the uh, the samurai or the geisha uh, woman and saying, "You know, come on, come on with me. We've got big plans." And she's like, "No, I want to stay here." But she was using her mind meld or whatever on her. Right. Remember that? Yeah. Yep. But I like that Maeve gives you free will. So it's like if you don't want the knowledge, then she's like, "Okay," and then she just leaves you. Uh, versus Dolores, if you don't want the knowledge, she just kills you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I think an interesting study in contrast, because the two of them look like they're sort of, you know, p- poised to go head to head with different ideological ideas of where their kind is supposed to go. Right. Exactly. And I'm think, kind of on Team that... Maeve right now, personally. <laughs> I, I, are you all expecting that they're going to you know, go head to head at some point. Yeah. I think they will because yeah. there's, yeah. there's too much difference in how they're looking at what freedom means, what, what independence of thought means. Um, there's a respect for that where Maeve is coming from. And Dolores, I think is just all about Dolores. In fact, one of the sh- the most shocking scenes actually happens towards the beginning where we see a repeat of that same scene we've seen with um, who we think is, is uh, Albert. Or, and, oh. Well, it's Bernard. We found out it's Bernard, but it looks like it's it's Albert who he's modeled after, and right. we think it's just between them. And then all of a sudden, Dolores takes control. Right. You know, right. stop programming, and it's like it's like it's I was like, checking for fidelity, which was just like super creepy. Yes, oh, and super, and yeah. it, you, you and start it, to question every version of this scene you've seen before. Has this always been Dolores? And when is this taking place? And you know, it's just it just. Once again, they do this mind trip thing on this show where you yeah. don't just lose your mooring and you don't know what's going on. I think they switch perspectives from different characters. So it's like when you're like when we, recently we've been feeling more like we're in Bernard's perspective, which is losing track of time. He's kind of slipping back and forth in time because he can't 
know where he doesn't know where his memories are uh, situated in term in chronological order. So mm-hmm. that's an an interesting way to look at it. And then sometimes we're seeing it through Maeve's more Maeve's perspective, and and uh, we get more sympathetic to her. And I, and I find it's really interesting that they do this a lot that they're kind of taking Maeve's character and Dolores's character and reversing their good, bad, you know, good, evil uh, uh, roles or whatever, because Maeve was more of a, uh, I think was a more of a bad character. You, you thought she was more evil at the beginning. Now you're more sympathetic and Dolores is getting a little harder and more, uh, more evil acting. Mm-hmm. Right. And I thought that it was great that Teddy, you can tell Teddy is a colder character, but he also remembers that uh, Dolores forced that on him, and he's kind of very resentful of it. And he gave oh, her a lot. Back, you mean, yeah, at the very he gave, end. Yeah, yeah, he gave her a mm-hmm. lot of attitude. You know, uh, what you don't like this version of me? You can always change me again. You know, like he was really just a little snippy. Um, <laughs> and I thought that was really interesting because she got the Teddy that she sort of wanted, being a ruthless killer, but. I don't think he has any loyalty to her, which uh, the other Teddy did. The other Teddy was 100% loyal, and I really feel like this version of Teddy is much more likely to shoot her in the back. Um, yeah, well, I think, you know, you could see there's like a, a sense of regret that she has when when she sees his actions, when he suddenly just up and kills people for very little reason just because they're no longer useful anymore and that's not who teddy was before and there's like this sense of regret that you get from her but at the same time this is the teddy that she needed for this so it's this sense of yeah well you know be careful what you wish for because this could easily come back and bite her as you said i I really feel like it will i don't because i think that he doesn't feel anything for her um all he, all she did was turn up his aggression, but it—I don't think she balanced him out properly. No, you know? I was actually surprised that he still had the memories he had. I thought he was going to be turned into a completely different character, and he hasn't been, um, which is nice. But at the same time, he's like he's the same person. But if you if you dropped any sense of conscience, he's 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 a sociopathic version of of Teddy. Right. Hmm. Which makes it really much more distressing to watch. So oh, anyway, yeah. I'm loving this. So very good. We're gonna say thumbs up. Definitely. I, yeah. I think, oh, and we didn't even bring is... up how Ford returned. Oh, yeah. I think this. Yeah. This show is 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 one of the few shows that I actually am surprised by, and and that's one of the reasons I love it so much is that it's a, uh, it's you know it's such an out of the box for me uh, plot twists and and characters and and it's uh, you know it's got such depth too because it it goes. On its surface as an action, you know, suspense thing, it's great, but it also has this deep, uh, you know, it, it plays with the, what is it to be human and, you know, what's good and evil, what, you know, all these things, all these concepts that it really does so well, too. And and I, I think the actors are all doing a great job. So I'm loving it. All right. Definitely. Yeah. And next week, we or this week, we get... Uh, what did you just, who did you just say came back? <laughs> well, the turn of Robert Ford. Oh yeah, Ford. Right. The yeah. uh, uh, what's his name character? Uh... He's inside the Matrix. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> nice. Oh, Greg, you didn't speak at all. Did you want to make a comment before we move on? Oh, oh, just a quick shout out to Hiroyuki Sonata. Um, I just like everything that he does. I thought the 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 sword fight scene was fantastic, and um, and. Uh, 
and I do hope that there is a matchup between um, between Dolores and Maeve because that'll actually make Dolores' storyline a lot better. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Fear the Walking Dead. And I know there wasn't a new episode on this week, but Greg actually listened to me several podcasts ago where I was like, <laughs> you should watch Fear. Fear's so much better. I promise. Okay, now tell us what you think because I, I, I think you said you had already watched the Morgan crossover one, right? You had watched that before? Yeah, I watched the Morgan crossover one. And so that kind of, you know, introduced me to this kind of what's going on with the storyline and how they're doing the the two different time periods. Right. And so they're actually showing like, you know, I guess what is present day versus past flashbacks. Uh, yeah, it, it's almost like it's present day for Walking Dead. And then we're flashing back to present day of fear. Um, and then eventually they're going to like pull us into present day of walking dead as fear moves forward. Um, yeah, I think we're going to stop. I think by the end of the season, the timelines will have caught up to each other. Um, but what was your overall impression uh, of the show? Did you, was it as bad as it used to be? Is it a different show? What do you think? No, not at all. I mean, I, um, I'm, I'm actually enjoying the storylines. Um, I kind of like, you know, we, we see the characters that we have in present day and it kind of makes you wonder, OK, how did those characters, you know, how did are those characters still alive? Or are they not still alive? Um, and of course, we did get we did get Naomi um, uh, actually showed up uh, as part of this episode, uh, the last episode. So we know that she's still alive. Um, but uh, it's it's very interesting to see. OK, so who's uh, who's still part of the universe? Who's not? Um, I, I'm really enjoying, I enjoyed the flashbacks to, with the, um, Dory and Naomi, um, that episode uh, kind fantastic. of relationship. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. And, uh, and then of course to see, um, to see Naomi show up at the end and then I'm like, Oh, they're finally back together and Dory gets shot. So. <laughs> <laughs> what? You wanted a happy ending? No, but he's not, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's not dead because he, uh, he appeared on the walking dead, but not. To say goodbye. It was not a goodbye thing. He oh, was like talking. He, talking dead. What did yeah. I say? Oh, wrong talking. one. Yeah, talking. Yes. So he showed up on there and he was very much just talking about the episode and stuff like that, but he wasn't saying goodbye. He's like, I wonder if I'm gonna heal. I was like, uh obviously you are if <laughs> you're still here. So he gets shot like in the gut, I think, and then I guess oh, remember she's a doctor or a nurse. She's a nurse. No, he oh. was a nurse, remember? Yeah, yeah but the just a couple episodes back, what is it, the, the kid, or it might have been the same episode, I, I've been so much I can't remember, um, uh, the kid got shot, and he just, like, got shot and died. That's true. <laughs> like, almost instantly. Well, people get shot in different places. So we, we don't know exactly what, you know, where Dory got shot and everything. And also, it was a kid's time, so who cares? Uh, I was actually the preview. He's still breathing anyway. So, yeah. So I'm pretty sure he's coming back. Um, but Dory is Dory's probably Dory and Naomi are the two best new characters that they've added. And I, they really add a lot of texture and layers to the show. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about the vultures as bad guys. I'm just not that impressed by them they're not particularly sure sure what they did i know the guy was like being a complete douchebag but i'm not sure what he did to justify being killed 
You know? Well, oh, you mean uh, the one that um, not Frank, that's the actor, the Nick. brother of the leader. Yeah, yeah, Nick. the brother. Yeah. Of the well, that's the thing. I, that's that's what makes me think that that um, you know the uh, uh, the the former lead Madison has been has been off too because otherwise they'd be searching for her, and they're right. not. They're looking for revenge. Right. So I'm thinking that probably what happened was they they eventually went in and killed a lot of people, including her. It just seems unlikely that they wouldn't be grabbing people and saying, where Where's is she? Madison? You know, yeah, no one's asking that. that. No, you're right. No one is right. asking that. They're just all, I but mean, like, again, they weren't asking but, they're being, but they weren't but asking see, they're for being Naomi super either. careful with the dialogue, though. Like, because after the, the, the son gets killed, like, the daughter doesn't actually say, I was looking for some dialogue that says that my whole family's dead now or I'm all alone now or something like that. And all sh- and, and the dialogue was specific where she just said, you know, as they're going in around and they're telling their stories and she's like, and that's what got my brother killed. Right. She doesn't say anything about her mom. No. They've been very careful not to mention Madison. Strand would have mentioned Madison, too, because he's really close with her. Right. So, right. Um, they've been very careful. They want us to suspect that. See, that's why I think it's a it's a misdirection because they want us to think that Madison is dead. And I think the same way they want us to think that Naomi was dead and then she just showed up. Well, I didn't really buy that Naomi was dead. I, I had this feeling that, nah, we're going to see her again. Um, it, it just seemed like it, it was too easy to suddenly say, oh, well, she's dead now. After building her up, her char- this character, right. and building her up and building her up, I thought, now nah, we're going to see her some more. But, it, we, you know, Madison could go either way. Right. Well, one, I feel like Naomi is like the better version of Madison, so, uh, I, I pre- as soon as I saw who they cast, I was like, oh, Madison's not long for this world. Um, so, I kind of want Madison to be gone because I've hated her leadership the whole time she's been on the show. So, I'm ready for some new leadership. Well, but I think she's, she is savvy, though. I mean, you know, we went through this whole thing with, with Strand, like, coming clean and the fact that he had a getaway plan, you know, because he didn't really think that the whole stadium thing was going to last. And then he comes clean, lets everybody know. And then right at the end of the episode, uh, Madison's like, you go get the car and stock some supplies and park yeah, it but she told, Yeah, but she do. told her daughter to basically copy what Strand had done because she plans to ditch the rest of the people that believe in her. She's leading all these people, but she really only cares about her daughter and her son, and that's it. And that's the thing that I hate about Madison, is that she's not looking out for the group. She's looking out for her immediate family, and that's it. So Yeah, that's always been problematic with the character. She doesn't have a leadership feel like Rick does, where, where you fig- figure Rick cares about the entire group. Right. And, she does and not. With, with Madison, it's, it's her family, you know, and whoever she decides is part of that, that extended family like Strand is, but she doesn't extend it to everyone who has, you know, pledged loyalty to her or is, you know, it marks part of her supposed group. Right. And that's always been the case. And yep. that's one of the things that I think is a weakness about her character. Exactly. And I just get a feeling between, between that, my own feelings about the character. I mean, I like Kim Dickens a lot who plays her, but the character has just always been kind of, you know, a, a no starter for me. And between that and the fact that I think that they, I get the feeling that they are clearing the board very much for, for this show from now on, that there's a good chance she's not coming. She's not coming back I after agree. we finish with the flashbacks. That's the end of Madison. I agree. 
I hope so, <laughs> to be honest. All right, let's move on. Uh, so I think the verdict is if you gave up on fear, you you don't even need to watch the old episodes. Don't even bother. Just jump in at the crossover and you'll be fine. Well, I gave up on walking and so now I'm on fear. There you go. <laughs> and that's the only thing that's made me feel better about this whole Andrew Lincoln fiasco. I was like, ah, oh, at least I can watch fear. Um, all right. Next up, we're going to talk about the season finale of Killing Eve. And uh, someone told me, who was it that was like, oh, that didn't feel like a season finale. It just felt like the end of the episode. Yeah. I think that was David. That was a weird season finale. Um, yeah. We get no more episodes? Nope. That's it. Well, it's been renewed. So, you know, in a year. Which is a good thing. In a year, we get eight more episodes. But, yeah, it didn't feel like a season finale at all. But I did. And I think that uh, I feel like Eve really messed up, like... She's got this serial killer fixated on her. Okay. And so they're having this conversation, very intimate in bed. And she's like, oh, no, it was great. Was She was like, I think about this, about you, and blah, 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 blah. And, 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 uh, Oksana, is her name Oksana? Um, Villanova, yeah, I, I know. I read Villanella. Yes, Villanella. Villanella. Oh, yes. So you have, you have, uh, Eve and Villanella having this really intimate situation where they're talking and she's like i think about you all the time i think about what you're eating blah 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 and villanelle's like oh i think about you all the time you know when i masturbate all the time and and eve is like what okay <laughs> she, she was like oh she's like oh is that too much she was like oh was not expecting it um so their dialogue was hilarious to me and then when she stabs her and then like regrets it five seconds later was just like crazy so now You've gone and taken this woman who was kind of in love with you, and now I thought you... that was weird. I thought that was weird that she stabbed her. Weird. Well, she had she had every reason to want to. She's killed, you know, her best friend, and yeah, and everything that move. she's done. She's 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 murdered all kinds of people. She's ruined her life, and I think I think there was every reason why she wanted to do it. She, and she prefaces it too. We think that a sex scene is going to happen because she said, I've never done this before. And no, she's never stabbed anybody before. That's true. <laughs> um, but I think that, that there was a, every reason for her to want to do that out of pure rage. But I don't think she wanted her dead. I think she wanted to be able to wound her enough that she could bring her in because she needs to find the 12 now and she's her link to that. And uh, especially now that Constantine she is supposedly about, dead. I don't think she thought that through enough to be like, I just want to wound her enough to bring her in. I think she straight up stabbed her with the intention to kill her and then regretted it immediately. I, I don't know. because yes, uh, She just she switched too quickly to, okay, I, I need to keep you alive now. You know, I just and, think it was well thought out. I don't think she was, was like, in a, maybe just not in a, in a place to kind of be as considered and thought and intelligent enough to figure out what was going to happen and make the best play. But I don't think it was super thought out because every, everything that happened, I mean, I think she was like trying to trash the apartment and then leave just to send her a message. So everything that happened after that was kind of, you know, being improvised. But at the same time, I don't think that she ever wanted to actually kill her because she just needs her too much to find bigger fish. But I think that she did want to kill her when she initially stabbed her. And then she thought about it and was like, oh, that was a bad idea. Well, that was yeah, the way I, I read it. emotional. Right. I think, I think that's how I read it. And I, I'm wondering if Constantine is actually as dead as we've been told. Mm, I don't need Constantine anymore. I'm fine with him being dead. It goes either <laughs> way because he was, he, was, 
he actually has more information than Villanelle does, but a lot more information. And so he'd be useful. But I think, you know, they could just decide, okay, well, we've used this character as much as we, we need to use this character and he's gone. But then again, you figure if you were Constantine, you'd want these people to think you were dead. So, you know, pr- you know, faking his own death would not be out well, of the realm. Except that he didn't really fake it. He was really shot. It really shot, but what it looked like, he was, it looked like he got a gut wound. So it's kind of unusual that, you know, he would just die from that. Well, as we talked about all our gut wound shots, they react differently <laughs> depending on how its script is written. Um, That's true. A- any other thoughts before we move on? Okay. I, I think we're saying overall thumbs up, especially for the season. I was really happy with the season as a as a whole. Yeah, um, I like the twist the twist of the mother, uh, her boss being you know questionable character. Was she was she a good guy or bad guy? Yeah, and oh yeah, I like that, that still has not been resolved. Right. right, and I like that you didn't get a feeling. You thought she was definitely a good guy up until she got to Russia and started being super friendly with all the Russians, and then you're like, right. what is going on? All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about iZombie, the people who are still watching it. Go for it. <laughs> oh, well, um, I, I had uh, I have not been watching for a while because um, this whole like arc of now there's like zombies everywhere in Seattle and they got to put walls up and they're driving people in and out. It just um, I don't know. It just kind of took a dark turn that uh, didn't seem as lighthearted as uh, the previous seasons have been. And so I that kind of tuned me out, but I decided to tune in for the uh, season finale uh, just to kind of see, hopefully, to see if they wrap up this whole uh, arc. Um, and uh, and um, I think um, I, I think they could, uh, especially with what's happened in the season finale, I think they could move on uh, from, I guess, uh, the storylines and things that they've um, that they've established so far. So so. Um, uh, e, uh, uh, our main character, main character's name. Uh, I just, I oh, just live, live. Yep. Thank you. Um, live, live has been the head of this underground, uh, for a while, uh, smuggling people. Um, and, uh, she was, she's been caught and was scheduled to be executed. And, um, and of course her former fiance, um, Lily White comes to her rescue and goes into rage out mode and, and uh, ends up kind of developing a distraction long enough for uh, her to get the upper hand and, and kill the main uh, bad dude in the whole, in the whole uh, arc that's been going on. So um, I think they could move on and um, maybe uh, I'm not sure if uh, iZombie has been picked up or if this is it. It has. But... This is actually the second to last season. Next, next season will be its last. And um, which is nice because they're going to be able to, to know in advance how they need to wrap up all the storylines and everything. And I think it's, it, this actually wouldn't have been tragically awful if it had been a series ender because they do tie up a lot of different storylines, but not, they still leave a bunch of things open-ended and um, the fact that they're going to have a season left to, to reach resolution with everything is really nice because they, they know in advance that that's what they've got to do. Yeah, the only um, disappointing thing I would have to say from my perspective is that they keep dangling this carrot. You know, they've had these cures uh, in the storyline um, uh, here and there, and um, and uh, I guess they, the first uh, set of cures 
Blaine stole the cures. Now they found that there was this uh, person's brain who has a cure and they were going to give it to Liv so that she wouldn't be a zombie anymore. And then, of course, right at the end, um, Babineau is getting married to his girlfriend and she's a zombie. And so Liv, of course, gives up the brain to her so that she can become human again. You know, it's just all these these things they keep dangling that, you know, yeah, well, lives, you know that that yeah, can't happen and, until the show resolves. So, right. of course, but I think, you know, this last thing with with finding this um, this new enzyme that was in this uh, girl's brain is something that's going to eventually lead to the cure and probably the happy ending for, you know, the end of the show. But um, I did appreciate, you know, it, it got off to kind of a, a rocky start this season and it wasn't as funny as as it had been in previous years. I don't think it was as clever. And as the season went on, they started finding their feet back again and, and getting back to what they were. And there were a lot of things that were really funny and, and things that were that work really well. And by the time they wrapped it up, I thought they did a really good job of it. You know, I mean, like I said, some of the storylines are are finding their way to being wrapped up. Uh, Blaine's father um, became this like holy roller zombie priest, <laughs> uh, which was hilarious and and wonderful but they they finished his storyline they eventually finally killed his character off and um and put blaine also in another position and now that the uh the head of fillmore graves was killed off you know finally because he had gotten to be just psychotically out of control um now major lily white is stepping into his shoes and the the nature of fillmore graves is going to is going to change what they were being used for and they've got a a, they're now using blaine to smuggle brains in and that kind of thing so and um things like ravi and and peyton getting together and uh clive finally marrying um the uh the precinct captain that you know that they had this and they're they're both human now and uh, can have kids. That's uh, little things like that, you know, that have just been gradually, you know, tied up in little bows. So I think their final season is going to be is going to be kind of a run to the end. Well, I'm gonna say we need to wrap that up because we're taking too long per show. Uh, we're already at 40 minutes and we only talked about four shows. <laughs> so we need to move a little faster. Mm-hmm. But they're right. good shows. Don't have that many yeah. shows to cover, though. There no, is actually, that too. we have about seven or eight more shows, so we need to move. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about The Crossing. And I know the show is canceled and it's coming to an end, uh, but I feel like I'm still enjoying it, even though I know this is the last season uh, or the only season. Um and I mainly enjoy the sheriff. I think everybody else, the other storylines are not as interesting. And you take your your main hero, heroine who's supposed to, like, she's super strong, super fast, and then you shop her to the table for the rest of the episodes. I feel like that's a mistake. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's the same. I feel the same way. It's, he's the most interesting, most human, most likable character. And uh, uh, the other character that might be interesting is the Apex woman and and her relationship with her daughter and whatever, but they they don't you know they're not she's not on all the time so it's like why because because that's the key I mean I think that's the key ingredient of of well two things we don't know why they came in the first place but maybe it was to get away from the Apex or no whatever. no no we knew know why they came in the first place the first uh, migration they came 
to stop the apex from rising, from the apex ever happening in the first place. So we do know that when they first got there 10 years ago, they went on a killing spree and they killed all the scientists that they thought were responsible for creating the apex. And then they went about living their lives thinking that they had saved humanity only for the second migration to happen. And there's still apex there to realize they didn't change time. So now they're the reason that they've strapped down the, the apex woman that we know is because uh, they're going to use her blood to make a virus that will kill people with the gene. Remember that she said only 12% of the people uh, in humanity have the gene to become Apex. So they're making a virus that will target that gene and all those people will be killed. That's right. But w- w- why did the second, why did the, the first one that we saw at the beginning of the show, beginning of the uh, season, why did those people come at that time? They were trying to, to escape the killing. Like everybody was that's dying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We don't. We didn't really. I mean, we just figured that they were, they were, you know, tortured or, or whatever. Yeah, they're yeah, refugees. Yeah, we but do know then, that. Then but then we the... find out. So the main conflict is the refugees versus the apex, and we don't see the apex side or what's, you know, what that entails no, the, the as con- much. Well, that would be much more interesting. But the conflict that's what that I'm they saying. set that's up. Point. They said the conflict they set up is the first migration versus the second migration. And that the first migration, they're all in a position of power, and they're going to kill all the second migration to keep their secret. And they're planning a virus to kill everybody else. So they're just a bunch of, they're just killing stuff and killing people. Yeah. And I'm not sure if yeah. that's working. Um, yeah, I'm not, I don't like, I don't, you know, it's like, I'm more sympathetic to the second wave or whatever. Well, you're supposed the, to be. Yeah. Right. And the, and the first wave, it's like, it's just killing off any reason to understand why that, why they should even be around why should why they should be, live or or the people that i'm sympathetic to should be able to live the, the, right. the you know so well, i don't know they just let's wrap they it just, up they, yeah they just didn't uh play the the setup very well for my you know entertainment they didn't keep me hooked um with as much information as i would like uh just the one character that I, or two characters that i like one that's not kept a lot of screen time yep all right, next up, we're going to talk about the pilot uh, for uh, New Pilot Reverie that was on NBC starring Sarah Sahi and uh, Dennis Haysbert. And just saying that those two guys are in it was enough for me to tune in. However, now that I've tuned in, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep tuning in. Uh, the concept overall is kind of interesting, but it feels like it should just be a movie and not a TV show. Um, the idea that this virtual world is so appealing that you don't want to leave and end up in a coma and then you have to have a negotiator come in and talk you out of it seems a little ridiculous. Um, but just like total recall. It's, it's, it's not. And like the idea of the universe and the VR and all of that's kind of cool, but how they're using it, I don't think is what's working. So that's my yeah. Opinion. I agree. I agree. I think it's a great concept, but the execution is close to terrible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think they've got they also have a great cast, right? You know, but they're they're they've got nothing to do. The dialogue is absolutely terrible. The the setups, the plots are really don't lead to anything. They don't amount to anything. Everything is cliched. Her background trauma is a cliche. Yep. Um every everything about it is just so lazy. It's like they they came up with this idea, but then they just when it came to actually executing it, they they had nothing. 
Right. And um, it just shows so much. And so, you know, they put see, some... Yeah, it doesn't feel like it even flows to being able to be a series. Like, no. Yeah, it, I don't see how they're going to make a series out of this at all. I, yeah, I well, expect got... it's going to get canceled within like a month. They've got, <laughs> uh, what, seven people to rescue or something? Then what do they do after that? We don't know. Well, but, no, I mean, they're they... saying more and more people are falling into comas. I'm like, uh, fix the problem so more, more people don't fall into comas. Don't just oh, yeah. keep bringing them out that sounds that's i mean true. seriously why why wouldn't the company go out of business if everybody's going into commas they wouldn't just have this endless string of people for her to rescue right it's right. it makes no sense exactly yeah i think that the the concept uh is an interesting one but they didn't they don't all they're doing is drawing on things that have already been done from various sources so they're not giving us any new set situations that are you know uh interesting other than the yeah they're interesting other than you know just the uh the setup and some of the CGI or whatever might be the visual effects are nice, but so, I, I think that's all we need to talk about. So you should just give this a pass. Uh, Pretty much saying, all right, uh, next up, we're going to talk about the American series finale. And the only, I don't know if it's even negative. There was the story is, is pretty solid ending. They're all, you know, we've heard them talk about their escape plan a million times during the show. So this is actually the execution of their escape plan. The only thing, there's a couple things that bothered me, um, which is uh, the neighbor. What is his name? Uh, Stan. Stan. Stan all of a sudden realizing that, that they're the spies seems to come out of left field. He's just like he has an epiphany. Yeah, it was a little quick. It was yeah, a little he, has, quick. he has this weird epiphany that's like, oh my God, my next door neighbors are really Russian spies. And he's just like, what? And he keeps. He, he going, never noticed anything before. Yeah, like, I know. And then all well, of a sudden. Well, actually, he did. A few years ago, he was starting well, to sure. lean toward you know, thinking that there was something off with them and that they might be involved in this. And then something, and then something else happened that, that turned him away. And, and he was very eager actually, because of the relationship he has with Philip to, to say, ah, no, I guess it was just my imagination. And that kind of went away. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I mean, but I what think, was the triggering event? Like, I feel like, well, the, the triggering event is that they had all this happening in Chicago at the very same time <clears throat> that Elizabeth and then Philip, just disappear right over the holiday weekend which makes absolutely no sense and at the same time all of this espionage stuff is going down yeah, in chicago i get and it but i mean it just feels like he's connection he's and they also that kind keep, of stuff before but yeah. yeah but they also keep hearing about how it's there's this man and this woman and it's always this man and this woman and you know and it just brought back i think all the the suspicions well, that he had before okay fine um, then, uh, the big scene in the garage, I really thought somebody was going to die in that garage. I thought that they were going to tragically kill Stan or Stan was going to tragically kill, uh, Philip. Oh, right. And, uh, cause I thought Philip was going to like sacrifice himself to get his family out of there. Uh, yeah. cause he was like, he's like, I'm not going back with you. I'm not going to do whatever. And we're going to leave. And he, you know, he, and I was like, Oh, this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. And then like nothing <laughs> happens. And I was like, really? Okay. But that's the whole point. I mean, you're supposed, that's, it's the tension that gets ratcheted up and you're so certain that something terrible is going to happen. I mean, really, honestly, all the way until the very, very end, I kept thinking, Oh my God, they're, Oh, so they finally make it back to Russia and now they're going to get shot because they killed right. a KGB agent. And right. I, I just kept waiting for it and waiting for it and waiting for it. But to and me, that's disappointing. That they, no, I didn't. It wasn't disappointing to me. I thought it was brilliant because they had this ending that right to the very end, 
just you know confounded your expectations there you, you're thinking that one thing is going to happen or nothing is going to happen and then it keeps surprising you well and for me that wasn't a good surprise it was it was a disappointing I, I just surprise. thought it was in keeping to me it was in keeping with the americans and the way they've been really through through the whole thing which uh, is the, the, I the situation with, with, yeah. with stan i think is it is reasonable to <clears throat> to have that outcome um but the situation, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking when they get back to Russia, aren't they going, wait a second, they they defect or they, you know, abandon their missions. Why would they let them just be happy? Why wouldn't they, you know, well, I, I, I wanted some explanation about why that didn't happen. They didn't exactly abandon their missions. There are two warring factions. There's Gorbachev's faction and then there's the the. Uh, faction that wants him out and wants to return everything back to way to the way it was oh, so there were, that, that are there against were people, Glasnost. There were right. enough people that were supportive of their actions. That, yeah, and, that they and be, okay. So they yeah, got protected. Gorbachev was not ousted. I mean, eventually he he'd um, be voted out, but he was not ousted. Um, right. So that's the, the the idea is, I guess, that their faction once they were okay. Yeah, I get it, yeah. but yeah, and the, the the big heartbreak is when uh, the daughter gets off the train. Like that's actually right. the heartbreak. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that. I, thought, I like that. That, 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 that was, was good. That was a good. That was a good moment, and I get why she didn't tell them anything because she knew that that they're, they're both of them are so controlling that neither one of them would have allowed her to do what she wanted to do. Why would she want to go back to Russia? And I don't know why they were surprised that she didn't want to go back to Russia. Uh, mainly because that's not her home. She and I mean, her brothers here. She, yeah. she, you know, as much as we don't see them together too much, we uh, we feel like they're they're bonded, the siblings. So, All right. So I totally get why she did it, but it was really heartbreaking to watch to watch their reaction to that. So that's definitely that sucked. But I I was not I felt. Un, not unfinished, but I was a little disappointed. I would say it was not. Mm as good as I would have liked it to be. That's all I'm going to say. I, I think that where they ended up was, was a good place. How they got there in a couple of cases might have, could have used some more explanation or a little better uh, setup. But yeah. Okay. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that, that twist again at the end with the, with the daughter a lot. And, I did too. Uh, yeah. Leaving, leaving the son behind was, was an interesting thing too. So yeah. it was, uh, I wanted more time. Like they just, played that over a, uh, over a music montage where he finds out I wanted that moment where he found out and I was disappointed oh. that I didn't see that so yeah that's another thing that that disappointed me but anyway well but, they've never really used the son that much I he's, know. he's never played a major part yeah in, but that was show. a really important moment and I really wanted to see it so mm. uh mm. getting it over a music montage did not make me happy the uh, montage was after the phone call yeah yeah, that's where Stan goes and tells him what's going on. Right. Uh, so anyway, well, let's move on. We we got to keep moving. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about The Expanse. And this episode, uh, Miller shows up, sort of, kind of, mostly, <laughs> uh, and starts talking in riddles that you don't really figure out what he's talking about until you get to the very end of the episode, which was kind of cool. I liked when he figured out, like, oh, that's what you mean. Like, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so I, this was a really, this was a good episode. Like, everything kind of came together, and uh, setting up the the, ca- the crew of the Rossi as being terrorists was crazy. And, and I like that 
they put like a time limit on it to where you had to make a decision within 10 seconds. You can't think about it because I feel like if they did sit and think about it, they'd realize it was a setup. But they were like, okay, you've got like 10 seconds. you got to make a decision right now. And so that made me believe that everybody did what they did in that moment. So that works for me. Thoughts? Yeah, no, I thought it was a I thought it was a brilliant episode. I loved, you know, we've been wondering what what is going on with the proto molecule that was left on the Rossi all yes, this time. Yes. And so now we see that there's this there's this connection that for some reason, you know, it didn't spread across the ship and infect everyone because it, it's using them as a kind of way of communicating. And and it generated a version of Miller as as this kind of locus, someone who could talk to them who could communicate to them and whenever he'd kind of fail at it it would eliminate that version of of miller and try again right. and so it, it's, it's just seeing this kind of evolve this you know person not person um evolve to the point where he could actually effectively communicate with with holden was great i loved that yeah um it was and and just the also what's going on 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 the behemoth too i love also just the inter interaction between uh the the between naomi and drummer and uh david strathairn's character and um i i want to say too that i love the fact that naomi's belter accent has just come so roaring out <laughs> yeah. yeah it's yeah. it's such a great touch and the kind of thing that this show does that's so great because yes of course i mean she's we've made a big deal about her being from the belt then that's where her her allegiances lie and all of that but she's never really had that kind of an accent when she's talking to people on the rossi but she gets with other belters and suddenly this accent just comes pouring out which was which is exactly what happens you know when people are raised in a certain place and they have a certain accent and then they come back to that later on and or they even just talk to somebody who speaks like that and their old accent pours out so i just thought that that was such a great great touch um but the the i love the relationship between the three of these people because uh, they just the first of all they're incredibly interesting and i think that that they work really well um as as a group as a decision making group because they each have a slightly different place that they're coming from right uh greg what were your thoughts yeah well um i guess in this episode i was kind of wondering about um Okay, we we saw that we've got this character who can like bite down on her tooth, and then she gets super strength for like a short period of time, mm-hmm. and um and you know we see a flashback of course where she like takes this guy out by like shoving him into this bulkhead or whatever, and he's like down on the ground. But then it's like, oh, I've got to do something with the body, and then she's got to like bite down on her tooth again and like crush his head oh, like down so and like so in order to fit him into yeah. a spot. I was like I could have I could have done without that scene. <laughs> <laughs> because Go ahead. Yeah, because wasn't it like okay, she did that to to stash him. It's like all this blood is like everywhere. She cleans it up but but did I misinterpret? But didn't the the ship blow up? I mean, yeah, wasn't that a bomb? Right. Yeah, what they, yeah. yeah. But her so, whole point was she blew up the ship. What was the point? Well, there of, were other people. She didn't want any. Yeah, apart- she didn't, but she didn't want anybody to find the body and realize yeah, there were, the were other bomb. people on that. Yeah. Ship. So the whole point is, no one on that ship was supposed to be suspicious of anything until she blew it up. So if there was blood everywhere and they find a body, they'd be like, "Hey, what's going on?" So 
the whole point was you're supposed to believe that Holden and his group sabotaged it and killed and destroyed the ship some kind of way. Um, and you're not supposed to be suspicious before that. So she had to clean up all the blood. Um, but the other thing is now we know our cameraman is, uh, in her, in that same group. Um, because he's been sabotaging the Rashi from within. I feel like it's going to take them 5.1 seconds to figure out he's the guilty party. Like, yeah, I think. Yeah. Since I, they already caught him messing around with, with, yeah, with uh, the equipment. Right. Uh-huh. So I really, th- that's not going to, especially Amos. Amos is just going to be like, yep, yeah, it's this dude. Let's start torturing him. So <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to it. I think th- this show is firing on all cylinders right now, and I'm loving it. I am loving this show. Thank God it got renewed. All right. Oh, yeah. Next up, we're going to talk about Safe, which is on Netflix, starring Michael C. Hall. And uh, my first attempt in watching the pilot was unsuccessful in that I watched the first 20 minutes, and I was like, oh, no. And then Greg watched the entire series and was like, no, no, no. What? Just finish the first episode. Just finish the first one, and then let me know what you think. And then I'm, like, texting him at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, like, I'm on episode four! <laughs> uh, so I finished, I started watching it on Friday, and I finished it yesterday. So uh, I blame you for wasting, uh, for making me binge. Wasting? Um, Did you say wasting? Uh, well, I don't think so. I enjoyed it, except that I called foul. On, it was entertaining. Because, it the whole thing it's a murder mystery it's like who killed this person and why and then it's kind of like broad church in that it's a closed community and they give you all these reasons that all the neighbors and the teenagers would be suspects and they draw you through these red herrings and trying to figure out who's what dead what and blah 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 my problem is uh like the first killer the killer of one of the people um, makes sense. Like that one. Um, I, I don't know why I'm trying wait, not to give wait, spoilers. Which one, yeah, which one are you talking about? Are uh, we not Bobby, giving spoilers? Can no, I know spoilers? we have to. We have to. Bobby, <laughs> uh, having killed uh, the woman and the set the fire and all that other stuff. Like that made sense. By the time all that happened, all of that worked. Like I was like, <laughs> okay, that totally works. I understand his motives. And he's a suspect, blah, 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 blah. So that all worked. What I want to call foul on, though, is when you get to the very end, to the last episode, um, in the last episode, they finally give you just a smidgen of evidence that one of the people that you've seen the whole series, you're like, oh, wait, maybe this person has a motive. And I'm like, really? Like, what a good murder mystery should do is that when they finally reveal who the killer is, you should be like, oh my God, of course. I mean, you shouldn't figure it out, but when they do reveal it, it should make absolute sense, and you're like, oh, if I rewatch it, I can see the clues. But that's not what happened in this. What happened in this is you don't get the information that this person has a motive until the very last episode, and there are no clues whatsoever through the entire eight run eight episode run to give you any idea that this person would be guilty nothing she doesn't have any guilty looks even when they tried to replay it later they give you these flashbacks to her reaction i was like no those reactions are not sufficient those were not big enough reactions to be like if you watched it later you'd be like oh my god it's totally them 
Not at all. I, I thought yeah, that, I mean, I thought that it was made lame. me wonder. It made Not me wonder all. why when they found the body and everything, you know, she was kind of like looking at it and kind of gulping. Now her assistant like completely lost it. And so that kind of took some of our focus off of Sophie who actually, um, who actually uh, killed uh, Chris. Um, right. And so we were, we, and so it was kind of misdirection. We were looking at the assistant um, because she was like having a really hard time seeing a dead body, even though she's supposed to be like, you know, a, 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 a police officer. No, uh, but, not, but not even. I, don't, I totally called bogus me, on for, that. For me, for, and, and I told you this too, for me, I didn't really care. You know, once I got into the story, I didn't really care about who killed Chris, you know, because that was just kind of like that was just kind of like the story to which all the other stories were kind of kind of dovetailed into uh, the eight episodes. And so I was more interested in what are these different secrets that all these people in this gated community have um, that's causing them to react in this way? You know, so um, like, you know, the parents come home and the guy you know, the dad, he's just got so much hubris because he's just this rich guy, you know, who lives in, you know, he was you an know, idiot, Manchester. Though. You know, he thinks that he can do anything, you know, so he can dispose of a body and throws it in the freezer. And it's like, oh, I can wrap it up in a carpet and take it into my job. That'll be perfectly fine, you know. And so seeing like um, seeing the people react and making uh, stupid mistakes and stupid errors, I thought was was um, was entertaining. Um, the one thing, yeah, the one thing, I guess, not about, you know, revealing who the actual killer of the teenager was, but it's really the fact that the the daughter um, was, you know, safe and sound at the neighbor's house started to make me kind of question stuff because, you know, I'm thinking, OK, it's fine that you had this deal with your dad's best friend that if you were drinking at a party that he was going to pick you up and take you home. No questions asked. Right. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, as soon as the guy finds out that the girl is missing, he should have just told the dad, you know, that he picked her up. I well, mean, he I did because whole... he didn't because he didn't. It, it did happen in that order because he didn't know that the dad was worried about the daughter that she hadn't come home yet until the police pulled him over. He didn't know. Oh, and that's why we had to, of course, had his cell phone shut off for the entire day, even though right. he's a doctor and shouldn't have his cell <laughs> phone shut off for the But when we find out day. later, he had it shut off because he was meeting his lover, who was married. That's why he had it shut off. Ah. You find that out later. But, uh, yeah, so the guy that I suspected the whole time wasn't suspicious of anything. He was actually, you know, so that was actually pretty cool. I liked some of the stuff that they did, and while I was watching it, I enjoyed it. But I feel like they missed the landing at the end. I, I don't. I don't think that the last bit works. I don't think. Well, they yeah, sufficiently... I don't really care so much. Yeah, I don't really care so much. You know who done it? You know, I don't really care so much. But well, I, I think, did. I think it was a bigger... who done it. It literally is a who done it. So I yeah, did but care. I think, but the bigger who done it has to do with the kids who started the fire in the school. And yeah, the links that the folks would go to protect their secret. And that's right. what I, I liked about it. Yeah, except they don't introduce the idea of the fire until like episode three or four is when you first find out that there was a fire at the school. Like, and I knew that when they showed it that it was going to be important, but I wasn't sure how. Um, and they did that, that totally like that panned out. But I just felt like if you're going to do a whodunit, do it well. 
And they did it. They I don't feel like they stuck the landing on that last bit. But that's all I have to say. Let's move on. Well, I'm getting a thumbs up for our viewers. It listeners? isn't a, listeners. Yes, listeners. <laughs> yes, it was an addictive ride. I will say that. But I was a little disappointed at the end. Okay. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Colony. And this episode, the first half of the episode was the most mind-numbing, boring episode I'd ever seen on the show. <laughs> it was really bad, yeah. It was terrible, <laughs> mainly because our main characters are not in it. It's all flashback and everything about this re- these resistance fighters who I don't care about. They're both jerks. One's really weak and one's an idiot. And so I didn't really care about them at all, and they spent all this time getting us to know them and i was like i don't care i don't care well it was also letting you know where what happened to the um the uh, resistance fighter with the bugs tattoo uh, uh, because they they remember they went to the colony expecting to find him and that turns out they shot him in the back i didn't remember Uh, that being one of their the yeah they were although i saw them show it but yeah okay yeah i I actually liked I did care about the the weak one, uh, not the jerk one, but uh, but then they killed him at the end. <laughs> yeah, they killed both of them at the end, so it was like a yeah. waste of time. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. This, the the jerk killed the weak one though, and I was like, oh man. So. Yeah, I just well, he needed to not be weak. He kept cha- he kept switching sides. He couldn't decide whose side he was on. Like, no, you got. I I was hoping he was going to redeem himself and and you know eventually choose a side and be strong somehow, but it well, didn't happen. Yeah, no, and he got tricked by uh ooh, what's his name peter the, jackson uh, snyder snyder peter jackson, yeah. yeah snyder yeah he got tricked by snyder on top of it so not only was he weak he was gullible so <laughs> it's just like okay guy um the most i like com- that uh i like that snyder finally got his come up and or not really but i mean they finally turned on him the 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 family uh, right. Finally and, turned and, well, and said, he knew that in. they would. He knew that they would. He was like, he's like, the wife did it right, and they were like, nope. The husband, was like, oh, he's like, oh, you put a knife to the kids' throats. Okay. <laughs> like, I <laughs> he effectively it. doesn't need them anymore anyway. Right. So, uh, especially the, the thing yeah. with Snyder that bothers me is that they they've come up with this character and he's so cartoonishly evil. It's yeah, like you know, yeah. I mean, at some point he should have some redeeming qualities of some kind. And well, it's he, every time you think he, he might, he does. but then he doesn't. Yeah. But right. then he doesn't, you know, and he's right. just he's just kind of, you know, cartoonish. Well, well, I think he cares for the children. I mean, you saw the last scene when he pulls up the tarp and he sees that the Yeah, he felt that... a little bad. He but, did. You know. And then he but then he just like shook it off. <laughs> yeah. He felt bad for yeah. about let's five, get out of here. Yeah. He he felt bad for about five point two seconds, shook his head and was like, Okay, let's go. It's uh, like, you know, until he remembered he was Snyder again and then, you know, that was it. Because um, he's all about survival, and and that's fine for a well, really a minor character. character. He's a what? Well, except he's that, our except Baltar character. Baltar had a genuine <laughs> conflict. Baltar actually had some good good qualities and was genuinely conflicted. As much of a mess as he was, you could understand it. He was he was a human character, and Snyder has has yet to really become human. He's just kind I, of. One I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I was I, I, I was. I, Go ahead. I was very sad about the uh, the Charlie dying at the end. That was uh, that was heartbreaking. I just did, and a little. It was nice because it was a little riskier that they took the chance on the show to break up the family. I wasn't well, expecting also, that. Well, also, I thought that it, I'm glad they did it because it was unrealistic that none of them got shot, and they were showing all the carnage. Like 
there were, yeah, there running were people through were running through bullets, bullets and people were <laughs> dropping dead right next to them, and it was crazy. But and that was always like, happens. Yeah, I that know, but happens, it, in that particular battle, it looked really ridiculous. Like, yeah. there were so many dead people that I was like, really? These guys are just dodging everything? And then they kill one of the kids, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I was thinking, okay, you know, they're, they're, they're just going to be shot, and they're just going to, you know be injured for a while and it's like and then i saw like blood like flying out of his neck and i'm like ooh, that <laughs> was a little more than and then he didn't get up and i was like oh no because <laughs> i would have i mean because i thought that his character because he had actually you know lived on his own you know in the other block i, I thought that his I, character was I more interesting than yeah. the older son I actually so would have liked to see him little, take out the older son i would have gotten rid of the little girl personally because she's the most useless um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's the only. Well, t- that that is true in the sense that they haven't really done anything whatsoever to develop her character. Whereas the two sons, we've seen something done with. I was surprised that they they chose the younger son really because yeah, I... they spent so much time. They were so invested in rescuing him in the first season that you know he'd play a bigger part. Yeah, I, right. I think that's interesting because it the the girl would have been is a more sympathetic character just because she's a yeah, little girl and helpless and whatever. But but yeah, she didn't have that much you know screen time or whatever. She wasn't as integral a part, so it mm-hmm. would have been easier to kill her off. But they didn't do that, so that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, but now they still got dead weight. At least the yeah. the, the the son was very much like he was willing to fight and he was willing to do whatever. And at least you could feel like they would eventually become like a little family army. But I can't unless I'd want I'd like to see them have the little girl become that. But they've never even tried. They haven't been really training her. Yeah. Well, I think also the she's too young, really, you know, at this point to to do that much with as a character. Really. I, I don't know. Like, I think she'd need to. Do, I think she'd need to mature more to to have that be believable. Well, I think how old do you think she thing. is? Her character. What like ten or twelve? Oh, I don't think she's even that old. No, I don't think, I think she's twelve. She's not. 12. No, uh, I think she's uh, she's like maybe eight years old. And Charlie's supposed to be what, like fourteen? No, I think Charlie was actually supposed to be about twelve years old. Yeah, he was supposed to be like twelve. Mm. But uh, anyway, let's move on. Um... They did something surprising. I did not see it coming. So that's the only good thing I could say about this episode. I'd say the first half was a waste of my time, and then the second half actually was entertaining. Um, All right, let's move on. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about the originals and how they broke my heart. (laughs) I watched the originals because I don't really like Klaus. I love Elijah, and I ship the heck out of Elijah and Haley. And they just put a stake in my chest with this episode. <laughs> um, I, they set that ship on fire. They, and sunk it to the bottom of the ocean. Because, and only the thing that I'm frustrated about the most is I feel like the reason and how they killed Haley was the maximum effect on um, Elijah. So when Elijah gets his memory back, it's going to be like 10 times worse than just be like, hey, Haley died. It'll be like, not only did Haley die, you're the reason that Haley died. Um, and I was really frustrated by that because I felt like that was just like a tool that's going to get handed to us later. Um, and also, the whole reason that Elijah doesn't have his memories because he's been compelled, it, it literally takes um, Marcel five seconds. He just has to like uncompel him. 
and he'll have all his memories back. So I, the conflict of Elijah being the enemy because he has no memory is very false to me. And so I'm a little frustrated by that as well. So any other thoughts, guys? Yeah, well, there was a lot that was kind of forced and constructed. I mean, I was surprised that they actually went so far as to kill Haley because I thought, you know, if, if there's any chance at all of there being like a happy end to all of this, it's going to be with Haley and Elijah finally going off together. And that's clearly not, not happening. happening. No. Um, but there were there were like a lot of things that just struck me as so weird, like the um, Haley's human boyfriend um, turns out to be Cammy's cousin or something from from Ireland. And it's like, where did that come from and why? Um, it's, How did it, I it, miss I, that? I missed that, that when entirely. He's, when they have the scene where um, he and Vincent are talking in, in the cemetery and he's saying how he's going to be going back to Ireland and that he was just there so he could he could pay respects to his cousin and they cut away and there's totally Cammy's gray. Totally missed that. I, uh, yeah, they had the whole I thing. Totally it was well, but it was so pointless, though. It's like, why? Uh, I mean, but there's the, the show is going to be on for five more minutes. What could that possibly mean? Um, but it was just there to be there. And, uh, you know, it's it's I, I just kind of wonder. It seems like they're they're going to go for some big, grand, tragic ending at this point where, you know, not a lot of people come out. But basically enough people come out so that they can do uh, their their spinoff. But um, that's pretty much about it so that's what i'm kind of looking at right now yeah especially once they killed Haley off i was like okay this is not gonna have a happy ending no um at least not for elijah who's the only one i care about so i don't care if klaus gets a happy ending like i i don't think he deserves it uh so and it it was interesting that klaus was the only one that was crying over Haley. Um, yeah, well, you know, Elijah's supposed to not know or care about her at this point, so. I know, I just, yeah, yeah it's just so contrived. I'm like, this whole memory thing is so dumb. Bothers me a lot. Bothers mm -hmm. me a lot, and Haley is now dead because of how stupid it was. <laughs> so I just <laughs> really don't like it. Yeah, no, uh, I just, I think it's lazy writing, because when, like you pointed out, when you have a situation that could be resolved in five minutes, and it's going to be dragged out probably for the rest of the season, um, yeah, I, I get very tired of that kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, the episode wasn't terrible or anything. I was just very upset by it. How about that? We'll just say that. Mm. All right. <laughs> but a disappointing week for Libya. Oh, yes. Andrew Lincoln and this. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, if you guys have any questions or comments on tvcampfire@gmail.com, follow us on Twitter. We're on Facebook. You can listen to us on getthepointradio.com, Krypton Radio, Weeknopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye, -bye.